When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC Football Podcast. My name is Joey Weaver. He is Mike McDaniel. Mike, week 13 is upon us. We have made it most of the way through the season. we got two more weeks to go. Here is uh, the first of those two weeks. You, uh, you ready to preview some games? I can't believe we only have two weeks left in the regular season. Yeah, it's gone quick. It's gone it's real, real quick. quick. Yep. <laughs> real quick. Um yeah, it has. Um, thankfully, we do have some football left. Um, we uh, try to savor every last little bit of it that we can. Um, for what it's worth, uh, Mike and I both still playing flu games here, but you know, probably embellishing it a little bit, calling it a flu game relative to what the uh, Week Twelve recap was. Feeling, oh, feeling a little bit better. Better than better than that. That was you and I were both not in a good place there. We powered through. Yeah, it was a rough spot there uh, with the uh, Week Twelve recap. So. This should be a little bit better, hopefully a little bit better energy, a little bit uh, less coughing in the middle and, you know, uh, trying to catch our breath and all this stuff. So uh, hopefully this is this is good. But we were Joey, we were lucky. We were lucky. There were a lot of blowouts there because (laughs) we were able to kind of breeze through a lot of games. We didn't feel like talking about in the first place. So that really, really helped. Yeah, we got that thing done just in time for me to, like, go into a coughing fit afterwards. So same. If there was like any amount of more interesting in week 12, uh, I don't know that I would have survived that recap. Yep, with you. So, in any case, hopefully we survived this preview. Uh, Mike, we have eight games here. Um, what, like four four of them are conference games, if I'm counting this correctly. Another one is a Notre Dame game, and then they've got a few, uh, few out-of-conferences, so we'll sprinkle those in as we go here as well. Um, Mike, we are, we are blessed this week. Our timeline has been blessed. Our schedule has been blessed. We have another Thursday night game. Yeah, we do. You're blessed with a game between two teams that combine for a like what six and fourteen record. Uh, t- I think what two and ten in conference. The NC State Wolfpack, eight o'clock Thursday night on ESPN. The NC State Wolfpack are a two and a half point underdog on the road in Atlanta, taking on my Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. This is the game you've all been waiting for, folks. Um, the one to see if Georgia Tech can actually win a game at home this year, other than against South Florida, I guess. Again, totals two, uh, or, or total is 49. Georgia Tech, a two-and-a-half-point favorite? Question mark? Big old question mark there. Um, I'm going to let you start here, Mike. How are we, uh, how are we feeling about this game? Uh, here's how I feel, Joey. I feel that if Georgia Tech's best team shows up and NC State's best team shows up, I still think Georgia Tech wins this game, which is why I think they're favored. I think I agree. Um. Now, that's a big if, because Georgia Tech has a tendency to not show up all the time. That's been a trend. It's Where you know, have we re- seen that before? 
yeah. How about a few days ago against Virginia Tech? Oh, that's right. Great. Yeah. Yeah. That's recent, which is scaring a lot of people off this line, by the way. It's like, why is Georgia Tech favored? They just lost by 45 to a Virginia Tech team that wasn't really that good until a month ago. Like, there are a lot of questions here. But then you look at the flip side, and NC State hasn't really been good all year. They've rotated now. They're on their third quarterback with Devin Leary. He hasn't all that good. They haven't run the ball all that well. They have no skill talent receiver to really speak of that they've been able to hit on a consistent basis in the passing game. And the defense hasn't been as good as in years past. Now, a lot of injuries, obviously, especially on the defensive side of the football, they've been well chronicled. They've had injuries across the board. And that's a big reason why NC State's kind of gotten a little bit of a cop-out this year, Dave Doran especially. And that's something that you and I have discussed at length, talking about Dave Doran and you especially beating that drum that, hey, maybe there's something wrong here. Why is he only winning seven or eight games with all this NFL talent? Um, you've been on that for months, and it really manifests itself this year, especially with all the injuries, Joey. Mm-hmm. I like Georgia Tech here, and the reason why I like Georgia Tech, Joey, is because Georgia Tech's rushing offense, when they want to try hard and when they want to run the football, they've shown ability to do so, and they haven't been an offense that's been, you know, very sold on their own identity. I think that it's something that they obviously struggled with in the first half of the season, and it's something they're continuing to struggle with consistency, but running the football is where they've had their best games, right? Jordan Mason's been really good when Georgia Tech's offense has been humming. I think the best version of Georgia Tech right now is the one that has him carrying the football. Um, They need to do that more. They didn't do it a ton against Virginia Tech. They really, really need to get out on the right foot here in this football game. And look, Joey, they're at home. It's a Thursday night game. (coughs) I'm coughing again. That's good. Um, Look, I just think there's a reason why they're favorite. I think that Traditional wisdom will tell you that, hey, NC State's got Dave Doran. They're not in a first-year situation. They should win this football game. But then you look at how they played this year. It just doesn't add up. I like Georgia Tech here, Joey. I think they show up. I think they're going to show up angry. I think this is a game they want to win on Thursday night at home. And they like to spoil NC State's season here, right? Because NC State, you know, this is a game with down the stretch they absolutely have to win. If they want to go to a bowl game, they got to win this game and they got to win the finale. And this is a game they absolutely have to have against a bad Georgia Tech team. But I don't think they're going to get it. I, I think Georgia Tech's going to show up inspired. They want to play spoiler. And I think they want to play better than they did last Saturday against Virginia Tech. So I like the Yellow Jackets here at home, Joe. I think that's my biggest concern here in this game going in for Georgia Tech is NC State is desperate here. Um, this is a must-win game for NC State if they're going to make a bowl game. And that has really been an established standard over the last several years in Raleigh under Dave Doran, right? And so... To, to lose as many folks as they lost after last year and then to turn around and not make a bowl game this year would still be quite the disappointment. So NC State going to come in here playing desperate, I think, um, hoping to make the following week's game against North Carolina a you know bowl eligibility on the line kind of game. Um, the thing we were talking about before we came on was really, and, and you kind of referenced this a little bit, is that so much of this game really feels like which Georgia Tech team is going to show up because if Georgia Tech shows up playing the way it played against Miami, the way it plays against uh, Virginia, I, that Georgia Tech team, in my mind, is going to win. I mean, they, <laughs> NC State, especially on offense, is having such a hard time right now. Not to mention, NC State last week, I mean, they were fired up at halftime. They were given Louisville all it could handle. They had a lead. They were playing at home, charged up in front of a crowd. They come out from halftime and give up touchdowns on like four straight drives to Louisville. 
And it was just a huge letdown of a loss there. And I mean, so this is what I'm saying. There's just, there's a lot of things going on that I, I don't know why I would believe in NC state here other than they just need this win. Um, if I'm picking against Georgia tech, it's probably literally just that it's picking against Georgia tech. It's not picking for NC state. So I'd, I'd like to think on a Thursday night at home, I, I, I think coach Collins going to get his guys ready to go. I, I've been saying it for weeks, if not, you know, a month or more now, this is, this is the, um, Oh, what's the measuring stick game. This is the measuring stick game. As much as you completely, you know, laid an egg and were just completely uncompetitive against Virginia Tech here a few days ago, if you can turn around and win this game and show me, you know, in, in late November of year one that you're able to beat an ACC team on a Thursday night at home, that is a, a good sign. And I can I can live with that, you know, going into the offseason, going into recruiting season, going into the spring practice, all that. So I'm with you, Mike. Give me Georgia Tech um, inside of a field goal. I, th- I think I like Georgia Tech to cover it. If it got outside of a field goal, honestly, from a betting perspective, first of all, I probably wouldn't touch this game to begin with with a 10-foot pole from the spread. But second off, if I had to, gun to my head, probably taking the points outside of a field goal with either team. Um, but, yeah, at two and a half, give me Georgia Tech. I, I think they win this game at home and, and uh, make a bit of a statement going into the offseason. We're just going to ignore the game they have coming up the following week. Where you're not going to want to watch that at all. Don't don't even worry about what's going to happen there. Yeah, you want to see a dead body. Um, <laughs> yeah, so to hell with Georgia and all that good stuff, Joey. But um, dilly dilly, cover your eyes. Cover your eyes. Yes, um, yes please. Joey, real quick, this is good podcasting. Uh, Cam just tweeted us. We're recording here on Tuesday night. Oh, hey, Cam. Um, Cam just tweeted us. He said, "Guys, guys, guys, Bowling Green's given up 66 points, and there's still six plus minutes in the game." Um, I totally forgot Bowling Green is playing in Tuesday night matching Good against Ohio. Lord. And um, he said six plus minutes left, and maybe my app's just behind because I don't have this on TV. Um, Ohio is leading Bowling Green 66 to 24 with 956 to play, according to my ESPN app, Sweet which is Jesus. Woof. Um, Go ACC, real, real Brian Van Gordon, Scott Leffler. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean ohio's not even good they're fighting for bowl eligibility as well they're four and six on the year um bowling green three and seven that's three more ones i thought they'd get mm-hmm. um but they are getting steamrolled in two senate actions matching so that's all holy smokes they got beat by miami of ohio 44 to 3 last week so things not going great there for the falcons not great so figured i'd throw that tidbit in Go ACC. Um, by the way, total in this game, NC State Georgia Tech is forty nine. Give me the under. Way under. Way under. Um, I don't know where that game opened necessarily, but under forty nine every time. Um, that's like pick of the week territory in my mind. Yeah, I, I really, really like the under there. Neither of these offenses has shown like any level of consistency for a while now. So, yeah, under every time. All right, Mike, let's move on to Saturday. Um, we're going to go to what we think is the headliner of the weekend. 3.30 p.m. on ESPN2. The Pittsburgh Panthers on the road in Blacksburg taking on your Virginia Tech Hokies, Mike. The Panthers, a four-point underdog on the road. Total is 46.5. Virginia Tech had multiple 
exciting emotional wins uh, here in the last couple weeks. They now return home to play a uh, secretly feisty Pittsburgh team. Hokie's going to keep it rolling? Yeah, I think so. Um, Pittsburgh is notorious for giving Virginia Tech issues. A lot of times it is on the road in Heinz Field and not in Blacksburg. Not that that matters for this year's game because it absolutely doesn't, but that's just what history will tell you. Um, Virginia Tech has played well. They've been a team who has run the ball extremely well. They've become more balanced on offense, and the defense continues to gain confidence. Uh, Pittsburgh just won a really hard-fought game against North Carolina in overtime. Does that sound familiar? It should, because Virginia Tech went to six overtimes against North Carolina uh, about a month ago and obviously got the win there. Um, Virginia Tech and Pittsburgh have kind of been on a little bit of a roller coaster ride throughout much of the season, but they both entered this game with a seven and three record. And I do think this game is pretty evenly matched. I think that, you know, Pittsburgh's defense, you know, outside of Notre Dame, Virginia Tech hasn't faced a better defense over the last month in Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh's defense has been pretty good overall. Um, but this is the second straight week where Pittsburgh is going to be facing a good offense. And we saw what North Carolina was able to do. I do think Virginia Tech will be able to score in this game. Um, hard not to imagine them scoring with the way their offense is humming right now. Defensively, you know, I think if Kenny Pickett is able to do what he did last week and, you know, make plays downfield against this Virginia Tech defense, I do think Pittsburgh can win this football game. I just don't trust Kenny Pickett to do that consistently, right? And I do think, you know, when looking at Virginia Tech right now and the way they're running the football primarily, um, it is opening up a lot of opportunities in the passing game. Virginia Tech is showing with Hendon Hooker at quarterback, they have multiple ways that they can beat you. With Pittsburgh, any given week, it's something different, which on some way, some hands, it's, you know, it's a good thing, right? But on the other hand, it's like, well, you know, their running game isn't doing anything, so their passing game has to do something. And if Kenny Pickett doesn't get anything done in the passing game, all of a sudden they are a dead offense, right? Mm -hmm. um, you're not really seeing that with Virginia Tech right now, and you haven't really seen this as Hendon Hooker took over. You saw it a lot with Ryan Willis, but you're not seeing it now with Hendon Hooker. I think there are more ways in which Virginia Tech wins this football game. It's Bud Foster's final game as defensive coordinator at Lane Stadium. It's senior day for Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's a four-point favorite. I do think it'll be close. I'm going to take Virginia Tech by a touchdown in this game over Pittsburgh. I think they win. Yeah, this this opened at like two and a half and has moved to four in the direction of Virginia Tech. I think that's meaningful. I'll also say Virginia Tech in their last five games against FBS teams, 5-0 and against the spread. So that's worth noting. Um, also worth yeah. noting, Pittsburgh, you know, so they're, they're what, like four and two in conference? Those four wins, like, Mike, what would you say was the, uh, how many points do you think Pittsburgh's biggest win was by of those four wins in conference play? Seven. By ten. They beat ten. Georgia Tech yeah. 20 to 10 in a game where Georgia Tech was about to score the game tying touchdown and then fumbled on the goal line. And Pitt was able to go down and turn it into a field goal, right? So, like, beautiful. That's that's the most separation they've gotten from an ACC opponent. They they went to overtime against UNC. Um, they they lost by four to Miami. They they continue to play these close games, is what I'm saying. But the the biggest separation anybody's gotten in any Pittsburgh ACC game so far was Week One, where UVA beat them thirty to fourteen. I mean, that's other than that, everything has been a. It was a ten point game against Georgia Tech, and otherwise been a bunch of one score games. So all that to say, I think this could be a little bit of a fluky record at this point. I think Virginia Tech has been rolling. I don't really want to get in the way of that train. I, I'm not going to overcomplicate this. I'm with you. Give me Virginia Tech minus the four. I think they can win this game by 10 points. Um, I, I, 
I think that this defense, especially for the Hokies, is going to give Kenny Pickett and this offense for Pittsburgh a lot of problems. Um, yeah. I, I, Kenny Pickett played a great game last week against North Carolina. I think this defense is a huge step up from the Tar Heels defense and, and what they've been doing the last few weeks. Uh, again, you mentioned the, the emotional factor, Bud Foster's last game in Blacksburg. I mean, I just don't see a situation where Pittsburgh's going to go into Blacksburg and, and win this game. I, Virginia Tech has been playing too well. Uh, on both sides of the ball, and I, I just, I don't think they're going to get it done. I think Virginia Tech gets it done here. It's they're they're going to go to five and two in conference, and of course they're going to go to Charlottesville next week, and that's going to be for the uh, the ACC Coastal Championship game because that's uh, that's how God intended it, I suppose. Just like we all thought when Virginia Tech <laughs> lost forty five to ten to Duke a little over a month ago. Yeah, ain't that the truth? Um, yeah, not going to overcomplicate this. Total at 46 and a half. I'm going to leave that alone. I I could see it going either direction. I'd leave it alone, but I'd lean over. I might lean under. I'm, I'm just going to leave it alone. Leave it. That means leave it alone. We are on yeah. either side of that, so leave it the hell alone. Yeah, I mean, Virginia Tech, three straight games have gone under for the Hokies, so that's also worth noting. Um, all right, let's move on. Four o'clock on the ACC Network. The Syracuse Orange, a nine-point underdog on the road. They're coming fresh off of their first conference win. Now they got to travel. Once again, they're going to Louisville this weekend, taking on the Cardinals. The Cardinals had a strong second-half performance against NC State. They are bowl eligible. Um, I, I Honestly, Mike, Syracuse got their win. Uh, that, that's, I think that's all they're going to get. I am so with you on this. It is unbelievable. Yeah. And you know what? I'm taking Louisville with some confidence to cover that nine-point spread too, Joey. Yeah. With some confidence. I And I think a lot of people are going to be on Syracuse by virtue of what they just did to Duke. And, Joey, Louisville is a lot better than Duke. Yeah. And you and I both thought that Syracuse could cover that spread. We weren't sure they would win outright. They won outright by a lot. Um, obviously beat the spread by, you know, 50-plus points. I forget what it was. Um, yeah, good, good for them. Congratulations on that. Um, Louisville's a lot better on both sides of the football. I think Louisville's defense will give Syracuse some issues. Tommy DeVito, like despite you know Syracuse putting up forty plus points last weekend, um, Tommy DeVito still wasn't all that good. Mm-mm. I think he finished like five of sixteen in that game for a little over a hundred yards. Like he wasn't good. Um, he's going to have to be a lot better for Syracuse to have a chance in this game because I don't think Syracuse is going to be able to run the ball as well as they did against Louisville, um, or as well as they did, sorry, against Duke. Give me Louisville to win this football game, Joey. Going away. Mikael Cunningham's playing really well right now. Um, too much skill town on the outside. 2-2 Atwell has been outstanding all year. Um, I just like the way Louisville's playing right now on both sides of the football. I think they get their seventh win of the year. Setting up for number eight against Kentucky in the rivalry game at the end of the year. Um, Scott Satterfield for coach of the year. You and I have been on that train for a while now. Uh, give me the Cardinals to cover here win by more than nine, I don't think Syracuse has a shot in hell to win this football game, Joey. I'm this is the most confident I've been in a pick in a while. I, I think Louisville wins this game comfortably. I tend to agree. I, I it, it's too little too late for Syracuse. And as you mentioned in particular, Tommy DeVito, even in a win, in a blowout win, was underwhelming at best last week. Still didn't complete fifty percent of his passes. I mean I there there's still a lot that I just can't help but think that, yeah, Louisville, whatever they figured out in the second half last week, I think it translates to this week. It's senior day at home for a senior class that has been through a hell of a lot there in four years. 
Um, by the way, if you're playing defense at Louisville, you're currently playing for your fourth defensive coordinator in your time there. Um, so, yeah, I don't have a lot else there. I, I, I think Louisville, especially on offense, is going to be good enough to score a bunch of points. Syracuse's defense not going to put up a big big fight there. So, yeah, by all means, I, I'll, I'll give the nine with Louisville. That's a, kind of a lot of points, but I, I don't believe in Syracuse right now. This is, this is fading Syracuse as much as it is anything else. It's fading Syracuse, and I think Louisville's good. I think this is like a 16 or 17-point game. I really don't think this is competitive, Joey. Yeah. Total 62. That's that's a lot of points. I'd lean over. I'd lean over because I, I think Louisville can score around 40 points, and if you think they can score 40 points against Syracuse and you think Syracuse can put a couple touchdowns on the board, you're going to be in the neighborhood. Yeah, that's that's a thought. I was gonna say if you think I was gonna say Louisville maybe scores like thirty eight here, and at that point you need Syracuse to score 24, 38, 24. That's reasonable. I don't know if I trust Syracuse's offense that much. They really have not been good in a lot of spots this year. But I trust Louisville's offense to put up a lot of points against Syracuse's defense. Yeah. So if that's the case, you might not need that many points from Syracuse, Joey. That's true. I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna lean over, but ultimately I'm gonna leave it alone. Yep. All right. Let's move on. Uh, 2.30 p.m., Mike, on NBC. Dan Rubin's Boston College Eagles, a 19-and-a-half-point underdog in South Bend, taking on the number 16 Notre Dame Fighting Irish. These are your Fighting Irish, of course. Um, total 64. To me, honestly, the biggest thing about this game that, that seems meaningful is kind of the combo of, of what happened last week. A, Notre Dame played Navy which a lot of times Notre Dame plays Navy and kind of comes off that game kind of beat up, not feeling great, you know, a lot of a lot more cut blocking than they used to, this, this, that, and the other. And B, Boston College is on a bye. And C, the spread's 19 and a half. I think, I think, give me the Eagles, not, not because I really believe in them or anything like that, but just that seems like a lot of points for a team coming off a bye even going on the road and all that for a team playing, you know, the Notre Dame team that played Navy last week. So I think that's my thought here. I, that's the best I got. Give me Boston College in the 19 and a half, but I think Notre Dame still wins pretty comfortably here. 14, 17 points. Ian Book has nine touchdowns to only two interceptions his last two games out against Navy and Duke. You mentioned that, you know, Notre Dame comes into this game. You know, it's always a tough game against Navy. Uh, that game was 38 nothing at halftime. Obviously, uh, a lot of substitutions were in in the second half for Notre Dame. I don't think it was as taxing as usual, Joey. When they, you know, when they play Navy, this is a guy number one on on my end, Joey. I I picked Navy to cover seven. That turned out to be the worst bet of the weekend. Yeah, um, that wasn't close. That wasn't close. Uh, I figured Navy would have a little bit more success on offense, but then they started turning the football over. Um, Notre Dame's defense has been really, really good. Khalid Kareem at defensive end has been outstanding. He's a guy who's a a one-man wrecking crew on the defensive line for Notre Dame against a Boston College offensive line that hasn't really been all that good this year. Notre Dame's rushing defense has been much better since that Michigan game. Granted, the quality of opponent hasn't been as good. This is probably the best rushing attack that they've faced if you don't count Navy. But after watching what Notre Dame's defense did to Navy – um, and how they're able to blow up the run. I think they're able to do something similar here against Boston College, and that's really the only offense that BC has at this point is running the football. Mm-hmm. This is like the Boston College team from a few years ago, 
pre-Anthony Brown. You know, now that Anthony Brown's out hurt and, you know, they're trying to find a way to, to you know, meticulously throw the football down the field. It's just been really, really rough sledding overall for Boston College's offense. Um, Notre Dame has looked better since Michigan. I think they win this game. I agree. 19 and a half is a lot of points. I, I think I'll take BC to cover, but I would not be surprised if Notre Dame wins this game by like 25, 30 points. I mean, there's potential for that as well. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie, too. There's a part of me here that's taking Boston College because this is the fourth game we've talked about, and the first three we took the favorites. Um, so Yeah. <laughs> favorites just generally don't go, like, undefeated against the spread, so i gotta, I got to pick my spots. Um, yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go here as one of those games where a huge number Boston College, I think, can cover, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know if they can do a whole lot more than that. Um Boston College tends to play well in South Bend, and mm-hmm. there is there is something to that. I don't think Notre Dame will be overlooking BC by any means, and I, and I think Notre Dame will play well when this game comfortably. They're a much, much better team. Um, I just – for I, three touchdowns is a lot. I mean, it's nearly three full touchdowns, even at home, even against a really bad BC team. It just seems like a lot of points in a rivalry game that means a lot to Boston College. I, I think they'll keep this competitive and – you know, even if it's a backdoor cover situation, maybe that's enough. Yeah, you mentioned that Notre Dame probably not going to overlook Boston College here. I just double-checked. You know who Notre Dame has next week? Who do they have next week, Joey? They're traveling to Palo Alto to the farm to take on a Stanford team that's not very good either. So Real bad. Not a lot of reason to overlook Notre Dame here, or uh, Boston yeah. College here. Yep. Um, yeah, so I... So many points. Give me Boston College in the points, but I, I don't think this is a particularly close game either. So um, let's do that. Total 64. I lean over. Notre Dame might score like 40-some points in this game. It ain't going to take much from Boston College to uh, get that game to go over. Yeah, you think Navy's defense was bad. Boston College's defense isn't all that good either. Um, and, you know, maybe you have some more confidence in Navy's offense, but, you know, Navy was – really, really bad, start turning the football over. If Boston College turns the football over, Notre Dame is cruising to a cover. Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> Priority number one, take care of the ball, Boston College. It doesn't seem hard. It seems like something you should do in every game, but seriously, against this Notre Dame team that's right now like starting to find their stride on offense, and it's just, you know, especially through the air where you know Chase Claypool seems like he is a matchup nightmare for every team he goes up against at receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, Notre Dame has not run the ball well at the running back position, which is not something we're used to, but I don't think it matters against BC, Joey. No, not at all. Not at all. All right, Boston College in the over. Seems like the uh, the pick there. Um, probably feel better about the over than the Boston College. We'll, we'll say that. Um, all right, 7.30 p.m. on the ACC Network. Uh, the Duke Blue Devils, a seven-point underdog on the road, making the lengthy, lengthy trip to Winston-Salem, North Carolina, taking on the Wake Forest Steeman Deeks. Total is 52. Wake has lost two games in a row. They're only a seven-point favorite in this game, Mike. You want Duke? I love Wake. Get right game, baby. This is get absolutely right a get white, get, get white, get right game. Yeah, get, get white game would be white, something. White claw fence game. Yes, yes. Wake. Um, give me a reason to pick Duke. Um, rivalry game. Okay. 
um, decent at times defense against a banged up offense. Okay. All out. Uh, Cutcliffe uh, coaching the offense against a wake defense that's not very good. Okay. I'm really stretching here. That, this is the best I got. Like, Yeah. The last one was a real stretch because that offense has been so bad. Yeah. yeah so it, bad. Yeah. I mean, whatever you think of Cutcliffe as an offensive coach, like this offense has been a disaster for like a month. They've been terrible. So You can only coach so much before your players have to take over, and Joey, he doesn't have the players. Uh-uh. No, he does not. Um, oh, Joey, one, one more thing real quick. Yeah. Um, Something you and I both, well, I swung and missed on. I, I'll let you speak for yourself. Um, I made this bold claim that Duke might not really miss Daniel Jones all that much. Yeah. I don't know that I went that far, and that's not like a super bold, strong statement to make, but I think I said something probably along the same lines, yeah. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. They missed Daniel Jones. A lot. But a lot more than I thought. I will say in Daniel, not in Daniel Jones' defense, in Daniel Jones' offense, I guess, I don't know that this is a compliment on Daniel Jones as much as it's kind of an insult to Quentin Harris. Yes, I, still I don't, agree. I still don't know that Daniel Jones was really that definitively great, but more that what they've gotten from Quentin Harris, especially in the last month or so, has been definitively bad. Mm, yeah, but you know what? Quentin Harris went to the Manning Passing Academy, so he's got to be good. Oh, well, that that solves it, Mike. That's all. That's all you need to know. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is this is a game. I, I just don't know, even against a, a questionable, at many times, Wake Forest defense, I don't know where Duke's getting points from. Um, I, th- this offense has been so bad for so long, I, I just don't see it. Um Give me Wake and uh, I'll lay the seven gladly. I think this is at least a ten point game. Yep, I agree. And um, our buddy Justin Cates, shout out Justin, avid listener of the show, buddy of ours. Um, talked to him on the phone last night, Joey, after we got done recording the recap for Week Twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, he's adamant that Wake Forest is still good, and I'm not sure I disagree. I, I think they're still good. I think they got exposed by better teams. Yeah, I mean. Wait, again, Wake's on a two-game losing streak. That is to Clemson and Virginia Tech, both on the road. And again, a Virginia Tech team that's been surging and a Clemson team that has been surging for like a decade now. So, I mean, to turn around and play Duke and only got to give a touchdown, like this is still a good Wake team for sure. Yep. Meanwhile, Duke's offense, I'll, I'll say this. So they, they scored three points against Alabama in the season opener. Then from there, they had a five-game streak where, Mike, this offense, they came up with 45, 41, 45, 30, 41 points. That's pretty good, right? Not bad. Four games since then. 14, 17, 7, 6. Real bad. Yeah, not good at all. So whatever it was working, I don't know if something broke or what, they're in the middle of the season. They scored 41 against Georgia Tech, and they've struggled to score that much in the four games combined since then. So... I, I, if there's one thing Wake does well, it's score points. I Duke can't do that. So give me Wake. I think they cover seven here. Uh, totals fifty-two. I'd leave that alone because I, yep. 
I could see a lot of things in play here. Wake could score like 42 points, and this game could still go under with what Duke's offense has been doing. 35-6, that would be the under. Yeah, yeah. Um, and not a remotely shocking result either. Nope. So I think leave that alone. We're also just assuming that Wake Forest, with all their injuries, or you know, they're going to magically figure it out on offense like they did a month ago. We're just assuming that too, which is something. But yeah, okay. they've been they've been real beat up too. Um, you know, Sage Charette, real good. Uh, the time he went out, I think was either first or second in the country in receptions and receiving yards. I mean, he's been fantastic, but he is uh, he's going for the season, so. We'll see if Wake's offense can uh, pick up the pieces and beat Duke. I I still think they can, but, you know, time will tell. We'll see. Yep. 7 o'clock on the CBS Sports Network, Mike, everybody's favorite ACC uh, football channel. The Miami Hurricanes, a 20-point favorite, technically on the road at a neutral site against the FIU Panthers. This game's being played at Marlins Park. Um Classic football game in a baseball stadium. So uh, Miami given 20 points against FIU. Total is 49. I This is so many points, but I just don't – I also don't really believe in FIU. I mean, they've been okay in Conference USA, but rivalry, South Florida thing. Butch Davis, baby. Let's just go with Miami. What the hell? The fighting Butches. Yeah. That, that sounded horrible, but – Anyway, Butch yeah. Davis. I mean, South Florida, so different world. Yeah. Um, ah, Miami. I'm taking Miami here. Uh, they're starting to click on offense. Defense is playing like we're used to seeing. And, yeah, I mean, just take the hot team against a team that's not nearly as talented. I'm just going to roll with that. Miami to win and cover here. I mean, FIU's last three games uh, – Go back to at Middle Tennessee State. They got beat 50-17. to Then they had home against Old Dominion. They won 24-17. Then at FAU, FAU, 37-7. That's a loss. Lane Kiffin, baby. If Kiffin can cover 20 against FAU or FIU, whichever one, I don't know. Uh, Miami damn well should be able to. So uh, let's let's take the Canes here. Canes off a of bye, if I'm not mistaken. Um yeah, they're, they're off a bye. They don't have a whole lot to look forward to against Duke next week on the road. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's take Miami. Cover 20. I think they can, they get it done here in South Florida. Cam's going to be happy. He sure will. My voice is not doing great, Mike. we gotta keep, uh, we got to keep moving here. Mine either. we got to wrap this up, man. <laughs> Noon on the ACC Network Extra, uh, the Virginia Cavaliers, a 17-point home favorite against Liberty. Um, Liberty has been all over the place this season. I feel like they, they have been real good at times, been real bad at times. They lost by 10 to Rutgers. They beat the snot out of UMass. They lost at BYU. And by the way, those were the last three games they played. Um, so I have no idea what to make of Liberty at this point. Virginia coming off a bye. Huge look-ahead spot to Virginia Tech next week. So let's take Liberty in the points. 17 seems like a lot to give me... Virginia to win by like fourteen, and uh, that's that's all I got. I guess I don't know. I want to take Liberty so bad to cover here, Joey, and you know it's a look ahead spot and all this other stuff. 
Um, Liberty's been so inconsistent. Virginia's coming off of bye. They were a little bit banged up. I think the off week helped. came at a good time. Um, Virginia has been a little inconsistent at times, but they've played better over the last month or so. Um, I think Virginia wins this game. I do think they cover. I know that Liberty is going to be a popular pick against the spread this weekend in the ACC, but I do think Virginia gets the job done here. I do think they win and cover. Bryce Perkins way too way too good, way too athletic for that Liberty defense to contend with, and I think Virginia wins and covers here. Yeah, to me, I mean, if, if I've got some sort of tactical reason, I'm going to take the Flames here against the Cavs. Um, Liberty is going to come out slinging the ball. They, they love to throw the ball. They've, they've got more than double the passing yards than they do rushing yards this year. Um, I So from that perspective, they're going to play against a Virginia team where the secondary is pretty beat up, and they're not going to want to really exert themselves too badly with a game against Virginia Tech coming up. So, again, I think Liberty can keep it kind of close, maybe even a backdoor cover kind of situation. But, I you know, I think Virginia still wins this game pretty comfortably. So... If nothing else, because I don't want to take pure ACC teams across all these out-of-the-conference matchups against the spread, let's just take Liberty here uh, to cover by a few points, and that'll be uh, that'll be good enough for me. Yep, with you. All right. Last one, Mike, 3.30 p.m. on the ACC Network Extra. North Carolina taking on Mercer at home. I don't have a spread here. Uh, North don't Carolina, need one. easy. Don't need one. Carolina by a lot. Yeah, Carolina by a lot. Um and North Carolina going to be 5-6, and six, and then they'll uh, play NC State for bowl eligibility next week. We'll see how what that goes. What could go wrong? <coughs> there it is. What could go wrong? Yeah, that, that, that's been waiting in the wings there. Yeah, that was, that was a long time coming. Sure was. Um, okay. Pick of the week. I There's a couple things that are tempting to me. I think – do you have anything in mind in particular? Louisville minus nine. You really, really like the cards minus the nine. I love the cards. Love the cards against Syracuse. Kind of a lot of points. But don't care. I, I don't disagree. Hell yeah. Um, all right, talk me through this. There's three of these that I'm looking at. Georgia Tech, NC State under 49. Mm-hmm. Virginia Tech minus the four. Wake Forest minus the seven. Okay, um, it's an easy pick. It's the under in Georgia Tech. Here's why. Uh, Virginia Tech, with expectations this year, wasn't very good. So that now they have expectations again, and they have a big game against UVA, and we got Tech fans already talking trash. Hmm. Now, Tech fans, lucky for everybody, they aren't playing in the game against UVA. The players are. So it doesn't matter if the fans are looking ahead. Players, you know, can't be. Um, Wake Forest really banged up on offense, Joey. Really yep. banged up. Yep. So. If there's going to be a path for Duke to cover, um, that's it, right? So yep. I'd roll with the under. I don't have a lot of confidence in Georgia Tech going up a ton of points in this game, and NC State's offense has been pretty bad. So yeah. there you go. Take the under with yeah. confidence. No, I agree. I agree. <clears throat> in a lot of ways, even if Georgia Tech finds a way to put up some points, you know, get to 24, 28 points, I still don't trust NC State's offense to, you know, kind of get in the range of matching them. That probably, I mean, Georgia Tech's defense for for the issues it's had when it's had them has largely been pretty good this year. So if if we go with a theory that this is going to be a bounce back game for them, I I I like this game to go under. So I like it. Georgia Tech, NC State under forty nine points on Thursday night. Plus, never hurts weeknight game. 
Week nine is a generally uh, profitable wager. So okay. I would agree. Yep. All right. I've got that. You've got Louisville minus the nine against Syracuse at home on senior day. Um, I like that pick too. That that would have been the fourth one in my uh, my set there that I brought up. So, all right, good deal, um, Mike. That's that's all I got on week thirteen. Anything else before we uh, work on getting out of here? Let's get the hell out of here because my voice is uh, falling apart and my throat's starting to hurt, and mm-hmm. we're basically just trying to get through the week. Yeah, this, this is a uh, again. This is the flu game here. So maybe we come back sound like, sound like real people here in a couple of weeks. Or, or we got to be healthy days. for Thanksgiving, Joey. Let's get there. That's right. There's a lot of drinking to be done, and uh, I, don't, I don't need to be supplanting that with cough syrup or anything. So, correct. Um, dilly dilly. All right, um, we're gonna get out of here. We're gonna go watch some games, and then we're gonna come back and recap them. In the meantime, y'all can find us on Twitter. I am at FTRS Joey. He is at Mike McDaniel CFB, and together we're at BC Podcast ACC. Y'all can send us an email with your questions, your comments, your concerns to the longest email address known to man, basketball covers podcast at gmail.com. Nailed it. Got Thank through you. it, Joey. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, we're making it. Y'all can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker, the Overcast app, Spotify, wherever fine podcasts are sold for free. And most importantly, Mike, they can find us on Anchor. Appreciate those who have. Um, and Mike, you want to tell them if they can find us on the social medias? Facebook, facebook.com slash basketball conference rate review. Find all of our podcasts there, Joey. We're pushing strong to the finish here, Mike. We're, uh, we're finishing strong. That's good. Hell yeah. Uh, Mike, that's all I got. Anything else before we get out of here? Enjoy the games this weekend, guys. Big weekend of ACC football here, and we only got two more, so hang Absolutely. with us. Some teams really jockeying for position here. A lot of, uh, a lot of bowl positioning implications in the, in the uh, waiting in the wings here. There's a ton to play for. We got teams battling for position for bowl eligibility in the final week of the season. We got teams jockeying for bowl games. We got, you know, a couple teams, a handful of teams jockeying for a division crown in the coastal. So there is a lot to watch for this weekend. Absolutely. So uh, fire up your TVs, fire up your coolers, the whole thing, and uh, get ready to watch some games. Have yourself uh, a weekend. Absolutely. Um, Meanwhile, we're going to get healthy, and we're going to come back and recap these games. If that sounds good to you, Mike. Hell yeah. All all of that sounds good to me, by the way. Yep, with it. All right. Well, we will uh, talk then. Um, Well, until next time, for Mr. Mike McDaniel, I am Joey Weaver. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. And until then, go ACC. Go ACC.